Welcome to the Roots of Success podcast. We've raised the bar. Tap into the source of your success through real stories from real people. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to level up and get to the root of your success. And now your host, now Nate the Great Peterman. Great Peterman. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Roots of Success podcast. I am your host, Nate the Great, coming at you. And today we have a very, and I mean very special guest, the one and only Jacqueline Schultz. How are you doing today? I'm good. I love that you say I'm so special. <laughs> You've had some really special people on, so I feel like you just say that to everyone. No, I don't know. Mm. I think I think you might be. I mean, you have a, a chance to, to be number one today, so we'll see. Do I? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hope I meet your expectations of being that special. Absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. And again, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time out. I know you're as busy as I'll get out, and especially with having kids, I'm sure the life can be very uh, sporadic. Yeah. You know I no, mean. it's tough. I got bags under my eyes and, like, lines increase. You are a liar. <laughs> you sorry. are a good liar. I like you. We should invite you over more often. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm already in your place, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, for those of you who are like, man, who's Jacqueline? Give me, besides her incredible, amazing personality, give me more so of a, of a little bit of a background. So basically, Jacqueline Schultz, she is the daughter of comedian Howie Mandel. Uh, she got her master's degree from UCLA. Her studies were focused on social justice, which led to a career as a national board certified teacher in the inner city. Uh, she currently runs two YouTube accounts, works as a red carpet correspondent, and is a wife and mom to two young children, Abby, which is five, mm-hmm. and Axel, three. Jacqueline Schultz has a foothold in social media, entertainment, education, family. Yes. I do it all. Mm, that's pretty incredible. So, you know, from all of the, the accolades, Jacqueline, with what you got going on now, kind of walk us through, because I always like to have our guests go through the, the beginning, right? The beginning stages. Like how beginning? I'm not saying like right out of the womb. I'm yeah. Saying, <laughs> you feel me? I'm saying like, you know, the adolescent years, teenage years, kind of walk us through a little bit uh, your childhood growing up, because I mean, your father, he's... He's done incredible things, obviously, right? But the audience, and I'm sure the listeners would like to hear, how did you get to to where you're at and and grow up in such that kind of environment? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, my dad is my role model. He is so intelligent. He is so hardworking. He is everything that I aspire to be. My mom as well, too, obviously. But I mean, you asked me about my dad and most people know my dad. But when I was growing up and um, I was a teenager, I've talked about this a lot. I was not a great child and I was very rebellious. And my dad and I did not get along at all. Like we, I think we're a lot alike, but we butt heads and we didn't get along. And it was really, really tough for a long time until Mm. I went off to college, but it was a struggle and a half to be living with my dad. Wow. Like he took the door off my room at one point. (laughs) You can't see that. Why? I I just feel like he's that kind of guy. He is like strict (laughs) and he had really high expectations for me. And I was a rebellious young girl and Mm. probably hanging out with the wrong crowd. And he was like, he 
broke one of my stereos one time. He took the door off my room. He, like I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. I got my car taken away. I got, it was just, it was bad. All bad. My Not now. Now we're in a good place. Sound like you were kind of a bad child. Oh, I was horrible. <laughs> I was horrible. But now I'm, a, I'm an angel. Mm -hmm. You ask him, I'm for sure his favorite child. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even uh, over your brother? Um, I'd like to think so. Okay. He says no. He doesn't have any favorites. But now that I have kids, I know there's a favorite. Mm. I'm just kidding. I don't have favorites. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But uh, now we're good. Now we're all good. That's so funny. Um, I feel as if, again, with how people, especially their environments that they're around. Yeah. It either drains people. Uh-huh. Or it, like, strengthens them. Yeah. And... Me, myself, growing up personally mm -hmm. from Pennsylvania, it's a very conservative, like conservative town. Yeah. So I realized that whenever I was in high school that I stood out because I started reading books, you mm -hmm. know, like The Law of Success, mm -hmm. Thinking Grow Rich. And these were books that nobody could even fathom. Right. Like, it's where I'm from. Because where I'm from, you got Mennonites, you got Amish. Right. You got like the horses and buggies, like, like you feel me? Like, so you, feel, you felt like you didn't fit in. You were very different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you I, liked being different. I did. See, I just wanted to fit in. You just wanted to fit in. I, all I wanted to do was fit in with the crowd. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily anymore, but when I was younger, I think you are probably a lot more mature than I was at that age. And I'm probably a, a lot like okay. most people that were my age, where all you want to do is fit into the crowd and be liked and be accepted, which is why I probably um, was so rebellious mm -hmm. and wanted to be just like my friends that and hang out with the wrong crowd and uh, not do what my parents wanted me to do necessarily. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So what do you think, what do you think it is, not just for you, but even a lot of people mm -hmm. out there today that makes them just want to be like everybody? Because it's so easy. It's way easier mm -hmm. to be like everyone else than it is to stand out and be your own individual person. But like, I don't agree with that mindset anymore. Now that I've grown up and I realize like you want to be an individual, you want to stand out. All the greatest people in the world didn't get to be the greatest people in the world mm. because they kind of just went along with the crowd and followed what everyone else was doing. They had their own ideas, they had their own thoughts, they implemented it and they changed something for the better, maybe not for the better, but they made huge changes in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. I yeah. Mean, when you think of the legends, you don't think of them doing something small right maybe they they did like small baby steps you know yeah. up to up to the top and, and there's levels to it but no, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that as well because i feel as if sometimes especially nowadays with social media you know i feel as if a lot of people i gotta be just like this influencer right i gotta be just like my my celebrity idol that mm -hmm. i idolize but and, and i can attest to this big time because me being from the east coast and coming out of here it's so easy to to totally like kind of fold up and, and be like somebody else. Right. But something that, and again, for the for the viewers and the listeners, because I get asked all the time now, more than ever, Ian, how are you interviewing some of these guests? And I'm just like, number one, I got a desire. Mm -hmm. and, and two, like, I know that I can interview them because in my mind, it's a thought. And when I put that thought into action, it can happen. Right. You know, when I tell people like, yo, I'm interviewing Justin Bieber in 2020, they're just like, what? Absolutely. It's just a human. Right. Right. But I feel like, I, I feel like people kind of get that twisted a little bit. Yeah. 
and they think it's like, and I see it all the time. I really do, Jacqueline. Whenever they see like their idol and, and everything, like I just saw your, your father 10 minutes ago. Of course, I've seen him on TV and everything. and It's inspiring and, and seeing him. But in my mind, I'm just like, man, he's done incredible things. There's a, there's a ton of wisdom that, uh, you know, he can offer to this world and that he's already done. But personally, myself, he's, he's a human being, mm -hmm. right? And when you can focus on somebody like that, oh my gosh, you can do such, such incredible things in this world. Right. You know, I'm sure you see it all the time. Have you read um, or seen The Power of Now? Is that what it's called? Oh, Edgar uh, Tolley? I don't know. Yeah. I just saw the movie. It's got like the, oh, there's a movie? I think, I am I thinking of the right thing? Maybe I'm getting it all wrong. I is, think. Is I, it The Secret? The Secret, yeah. Okay. Yeah, The Secret. You. That's what I'm thinking okay. of. <laughs> Anyways, but it's the same thing when you mm. say I'm interviewing Justin Bieber in 2020. That's what they're talking about. Like you envision something happening and you are going to work to get to that place, right? Isn't that the secret pretty mm. much? Absolutely. Yeah. But is, do you think there's just one secret mm. or are there many secrets? Well, I think that people did not understand what the secret was all about. It's not just like envisioning it and it'll come to fruition. It's mm. like how... It's envisioning it, and then how are you going to work your butt off to get there? You know what I'm saying? It's not like magic. It's not just it's going to happen one day because you said it's going to happen. But you had to put forth the effort and work and find the ways to get yourself there. Mm. But the first step is knowing what you want, right? Yeah. And then thinking about how you're going to get there. Absolutely. What did, uh, what, did, what did Jacqueline want whenever she was young? I only wanted to be a teacher ever. That's all I ever wanted was to be an educator. And that's why I worked so hard to go to school, get my credential, get my master's, get nationally board certified, go to and teach at the schools where I wanted to teach in the inner city. I worked my butt off. Even when I got the job, I like needed to be the best teacher. I needed to go to all the my students' homes every night and do home visits and eat with their families and mm. get to know them and be a part of the family and really feel like I was doing everything in my power to connect, not only be a teacher, but to like connect with my students and families and make a difference in their lives because that's what I believed I was put on this earth to do. And then like life just threw a curveball at mm. me when yeah. um, I, I knew that I wanted to have kids, but I always thought I'm going to have kids and I'm going to continue working and being a teacher because I can do it all. Mm. And then I realized because of my mindset and the way I am personally, which I think that women and mothers can work and do it all. But the way that I personally felt was I either had to put my heart and soul and my all and my every second of every day into teaching. Or I had to put my heart and soul and my all and my every second of every day into being a mom. Like I couldn't halfway either of them yeah. and still feel content at what I was doing either way. So like when I had my daughter, I finished out the year of teaching and my husband stayed home with my daughter. Okay. And then when summer came, I decided to stop teaching and become a stay at home mom. Wow. Yeah. And, and you know, I agree with that because it's, me personally, like I have a hard time multitasking. Yeah. You know, like I can't do, because <laughs> I feel as if a lot of people they they think multitasking it's it's possible. Maybe some people do it, but I know I'm the type of person. I feel like you are as well. Mm -hmm. That your attention just needs to be focused on one thing. Yeah. Because that's where you focus the most. Yeah. Because can you imagine right now, like 
since we're recording this, if I have my phone on me and you're talking mm -hmm. and I'm scrolling through my phone, you got to realize, I mean, 100% of my attention isn't going towards you if that right. was the case. Right. It'd be probably like 50, 50. Mm -hmm. For most of the times, it's like 75, 25. Right. So like, I'm a firm believer that just like, whether it's studying and you're in school, uh, again, like same, same with the podcast. Like I focus not just because I got a business as well. Mm -hmm. I focus all my time on the podcast mm -hmm. whenever I reach out to people because I realize like it's, it's what I love to do. And then with me loving to do that, mm -hmm. I get responses from people because the universe can feel your energy that you put out towards something. And it's a universal law that if you put in the work, you put in the time, like you're going to get something out of it. But you know how to compartmentalize your focus because you are doing a bunch of stuff and yeah. you just know how to focus on a certain thing at a certain time and then focus 100% on something else at a certain time, right? Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Really? No, I'm really bad at com compartment. Teach yeah, teach me. <laughs> I need teach me your way, sensei. <laughs> no, I'm really bad at it because I right now I'm um, trying to do other stuff as well. I decided I've worked since I was 16 years old. I've never mm. not had a job. So when I decided to stop teaching and become a stay-at-home mom, even though that is a full-time job, sure. I decided that I needed also something for myself that didn't just involve like my kids and being a mom. So that's why I started YouTube. But I find it very difficult to disconnect and be like just mom at certain times mm. and then just YouTube and my work and like red carpet or whatever it is I'm doing at other times. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, that's the thing. Because what, what would you say you're focusing on right now that, you know, with what you were kind of attesting to, cart, how'd you say that word? Compartmentalize. Co yeah, compartmental. That's the best of my words. Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge word. I'm just using it because it's one of the words that I know. Okay. I'm not that great with vocabulary either. <laughs> Oh, you sound like you studied a dictionary in school. No, or something. no. I just know that one and I'm going to use it. Okay, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but. Cause that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's not like it's 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 a hard thing to do. Yeah. Especially with the the distractions that are out there nowadays. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got all these apps. Right. You got Instagram, TikTok now. Yeah. You know, I mean, TikTok's the the new big thing. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You can. Oh my God, you can make a killing on that. Oh, I'm a TikTok fan. Yeah. That can get you addicted. You can scroll through those TikToks for. Hours, those like 15 second clips yeah. can go hours. That's what I'm saying. And I need to realize like phone needs to be put away mm. at certain times. That's so hard nowadays. It is. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they make the platforms like that on purpose. Yeah. You know, like there's a reason on Instagram when you log in, you get a heart every single time. Yeah. Because psychologically, and, and this is my marketing geek coming out of me. Yeah. Psychologically, when you see a heart, uh -huh. it's like, man, that's dopamine that releases inside of your brain. Yeah. And since it releases, you're like, man, I wanna, I wanna check this app every five or ten minutes. Yeah. And then you got kids that are living by that, and then that's where the comparison thing comes into play. Let me have more likes. Let me get more comments. If I don't have over a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand likes, shoot, you got people that are committing suicide over this stuff. Don't you? Uh, didn't Instagram say that they were going to possibly be taking that feature away because of that issue? Yeah, they have in Canada already. Yeah. Yeah. The U.S. are kind of like a little hesitant on it, right? Because in the United States, I mean, it's like the forefront of all things in, in the world. Yeah. You know? 
I wonder what the effects are if they've seen any statistics in Canada, like a decrease in depression. I don't even know how they would measure that necessarily, but um, I wonder what the effects of them taking away that feature are. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Because I'm curious about that too. That's um, really interesting. But then it also hurts a lot of people use social media as their viable business, as their income, right? So then it also hurts them when you take away that feature because that's how businesses reach out to them, how they get sponsorships and brand deals and all that kind of stuff. So, Because yeah. then they would basically just look at the followers mm -hmm. and the, the brand. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great thing, though, to be honest. Yeah. Because if you have a, uh, a well-reputable brand, mm -hmm. I mean, it's incredible. I was at a conference yesterday. Gene Simmons was there, good old Kiss. Mm -hmm. uh, Gary V, Ty Lopez... Uh, they were like the front runners, but there's this one. This one speaker's name is T.J. Fox. I mean, uh, J.T. Fox. Okay. And you know, he had all these things up on this presentation. It was like ten things: networking, relationships, branding, mm -hmm. marketing, and I forget the rest. But the the fact of the matter was, he's like, guys, I want you to put like, what do you think number one is? What do you think number two is? Mm -hmm. And you know, he highlighted the word, and then you know, raise your hand. Yeah. Everybody raised their hand on relationships. I raised my hand as well because I'm thinking relationships, that, that's huge. Like, that right. runs the world. Right. Who you know is, like, so major. But what he did, he was like, you're wrong. Relationships is number two. Mm -hmm. Number one is branding. And I thought about that. I'm like, holy cow, like, he's so right. Because if it wasn't for your brand... At least I'm looking at myself. If, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for my brand, I wouldn't even been able to do some of these interviews that I've been able to do. Does he mean branding just in a business sense or branding yourself as who you come off as and how you want to be represented to the world, you know, whether or not you're even in a business? I'd say both. Because, like, branding and relationships can kind of go hand in hand. You can build relationships based off how you decide to brand yourself, even if it's not in a business sense. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Mind blown. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to send that to him. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You're making me think. Yeah. It's really early in the morning. I haven't thought this much this early in the morning in a long time. You're still drinking your coffee. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's true because I was thinking about that. I'm like, relationships. Like, I thought that would be number one. And, I, mm -hmm. you know, it can kind of be hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Because, again, your relationships is, that can make up your brand. Right. Because you see some brands that, they just post themselves with the relationships they have. Right. And if it wasn't for those relationships, they might not even have that kind of brand. Is this also in terms of like happiness with yourself? Because then I would think relationships maybe hold stronger weight when it comes to happiness. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Wait, right. Was he talking about just business or was he talking about like you as a person, as human beings? Just business. Business. That yeah. makes sense then. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, people look at that. You yeah. Know? Like, people look at your brand. Because, man, I mean, just for example, like with this podcast, yeah. if I would reach out to people and my brand was like, you know, going to the college football games and getting drunk as all can be and just posting about that. Yeah. Chances are I wouldn't be doing some of these, these interviews that I've done. I would still do an interview with you. You would? Yeah. Respect. I mean, <laughs> Let's have fun. <laughs> I would. Hey, we know you got a little wild side to yeah. it. <laughs> I told you. I was crazy in high school. I love it. <laughs>
You so, don't know what's in this coffee cup. It doesn't uh, have to be coffee. I got some vodka. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not it. crazy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, talking about, again, just like social media uh-huh. and everything. What's your, uh, so are you focusing mainly on TikTok right now? Or no. What's your main focus? Um, I have my hand in everything. I like to kind of try everything. I mean, I was doing the live streaming on Live Me for a while. I gained over 2 million followers and then um, decided that it was taking a lot of my time. That's when I was thinking, Mm. like, I, and also I didn't want my kids on the live streaming app anymore either because there was a lot of comments about have your kids on there, have them, like, there was a lot of creepy people on there. And so I'm like, I'm going to separate myself, especially Sorry. since I have kids. My main focus is on my kids. Like, that's what I have to take care of first. And I'm a mom first. So I am just not going to do live streaming right now unless I find another way to do it that doesn't involve my kids. Um, and then I have Instagram. Obviously, I feel like everyone has Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have Facebook. I have Twitter. And YouTube has been my main focus. I think the two platforms that I post the most on is YouTube and Instagram. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I came to that conclusion because I kind of like all of them. But I just fell into YouTube and Instagram. But I have everything. Mm. Yeah. Do do you have one platform where it's like it's hard for you to stay consistent with or anything? Some Um, people, Twitter is like tough. One to stay consistent, you know. But why? Twitter's like the easiest. You could just write any. You can literally type an emoji and send it out, and yeah, like you're, you're right. good to go. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's true. Twitter's like the easiest platform to just connect with people. Where mm. it needs, for me, it needs the least amount of thought. Like it could literally just yeah. be from my brain onto the keyboard and out. Yeah. You know. Whereas YouTube, I put a lot of thought and energy and editing into my content same even with instagram i do that twitter to me is just like it's just instant it's just instant that's interesting yeah because like a lot of people don't even focus on twitter really yeah i mean, I mean like the, the influencers and celebrities that they, they have twitter but uh-huh. even just people that are looking to make like a, a big impact in the social world yeah. they just they don't focus on twitter but, i feel like you can see you can tell more about a person from their twitter than anything else I don't know. There's a lot of people that I follow on Instagram, and then I'll go to their Twitter, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize they felt this way or thought this way or talked this way, like, because it's just stuff that comes out. I don't know. Because it's like they don't have a filter on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter's like one of those, you know, street walls that you see somebody put graffiti on, (laughs) just to post, like, their their thoughts, their ideas, and everything. Um, cause even myself, I never really took Twitter too serious until mm-hmm. like, just like a month ago. Really? Literally. See, like let's I think of, it. let's think of a tweet right now. We'll okay. just send it out. Let's, let's what, it. what should this tweet be? I'll send oh, out shit. anything. You think of it right now. You want me to think of the tweet? Yeah. It could be the most embarrassing thing, anything you want me to write and I will send it out. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do something successful. Oh, that's what you're doing? Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, I just farted or something oh, fun like that. Oh, you want me to post something? Okay. I, it's my Twitter. It's not oh, embarrassing shoot. you. That's it's a, embarrassing me. That's a tough one. You can write anything. <laughs> so I can, I can write anything yeah. on your Twitter. Yeah, write anything on my Twitter. I don't want to embarrass you. I don't I don't get embarrassed. No. No. Well, I would feel embarrassed. Okay. Okay. Me. We don't have to Internally. do this. <laughs> we can think about it. Let's think. We'll table this idea. Okay. And we'll I'm, think I'm about analytical. It. I'm just telling you. Okay. Okay. It's hard for me to be on the fly. Okay. 
<laughs> you know, something really philosophical is going to come out of your mouth, go onto my Twitter, and all my followers are going to be like, who took over Jackie's Twitter? <laughs> is it Shakespeare or Yeah, something? no, it's not Jackie. It's not Jacqueline. <laughs> I don't know about that, because yeah. I'm going to be like, you just got it. Oh, what podcast? Okay, now it yeah. makes sense, you know? Oh, I can write, check out your podcast. Yeah. Don't think oh. about it. Yeah. Put the link in Little there. publicity. Yeah. There we'll work on it. Okay, I'll think about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> But no, I mean, like Twitter's just—it's—it's it's intriguing just that platform, and because all the attention's on Instagram, because mm -hmm. it's everybody likes to see photos. Yeah. Everybody loves to see videos. It's the highlight reel. Yeah. You know, and just again with all these different apps, it's—it's it's intriguing to to see what what people where their attention's at. Instagram to me is dangerous for people who are viewing it because, like you said, it is someone's highlight reel. So, like, that's why you get posts Instagram versus reality, you know? And especially for a mom where my job is extremely difficult and not glamorous and usually very chaotic and a hot mess. And then I see all these other mommy Instagrammers posting the most beautiful photos of their families, like, dressed perfectly in matching outfits at their day at the beach and I and I know it's not reality and they even a lot of times say like Instagram versus reality but it's so hard to be scrolling through photo after photo after photo of perfection and then looking around at your life and realizing like is it just me mm. am I the only one that's living in this chaos while everyone else has figured out how to live in perfection like that's that cute. to me is why Instagram is so challenging not the likes and the amount of followers it's like the percep perception that people put forward on their Instagram accounts and for me it's Instagram more so than any other platform is like that because mm. it's just a snapshot and even yeah. mine like you can go to my Instagram versus my YouTube I mean I'm being a big hypocrite right now because my YouTube is my family channel and it's me being as real as possible me struggling me like being late to drop my kid off at school my kid having a tantrum because they don't want to change out of their pajamas like yeah. real life mom crap and then you go to my Instagram and we're smiling and mm -hmm. sitting and playing so like I'm being a hypocrite but that is what I think is the most difficult thing about Instagram yeah you know let's get a little deeper into okay. here. <laughs> Um, somebody that really gets, you know, I, I get a, their story's intriguing. Of course, he's no longer with us. Mm -hmm. Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. And he's a prime example where, because again, with what you're saying, everybody looks at them as if they're living a life mm -hmm. and then it's all sunshine and rainbows. Right. Because I feel as if it's twisted a little bit when people look at their social medias, the moms, like, you got moms that look at the, the social medias and they're like, man, I wish I had a perfect mom life like they do. Mm -hmm. I wish I could take photos of my kids like that. Yeah. Dress them up in all these kind of cool baby outfits. Right. right? But, they again, they compare themselves. But, again, to the Robin Williams of the world, of the world, the Robin Williams of the world, like, it's, it's intriguing because it doesn't matter how much somebody smiles, mm -hmm. how much they laugh, mm -hmm. internally, they're going through it. Right. And I think even, like, the big movie right now, The Joker, mm -hmm. that's the prime example, especially with mental health, like, internally, because it's not about what 
is on the outside. Right. It's about what's on the inside. You can look a 10 out of 10 on the outside if we're talking about looks. But personally, I've met 10 out of 10s that just are a 1 out of 10 internally. Right. And I test them. What kind of books do you read? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's some of your mentors? Tell me about your life. And if they can't answer like, you know, a life story or something that's impacted them in more than 10 seconds, I'm like, man, you ain't even that deep. Right. Right. And I like digging down to the surface, hence why I called it the Roots of Success podcast. Mm-hmm. Because nobody sees the roots. Right. That's what makes the tree. Right. You got to plant a seed. And then the roots just kind of, they're underneath, like just spreading, spreading, spreading. I mean, you see, you see out here in Los Angeles, roots that literally just bust through the concrete because they're so powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just for the audience and the listeners, like the roots to your success, like they come from within internally right? within you. And if you know your roots and you stay true to your roots, because a lot of people, they don't want to stay true to their roots, whether they were homeless, whether their parents got divorced. I'm a prime example of my parents getting divorced. That was very impactful, right? Um, whether it's eating out of trash cans, like whatever your story is, living to your roots and being lively about that. I'm not saying you got to announce it to the whole entire world. Like, hey, and I, I, I've grown up like this, this, and that. I mean, we all got a story and that's mm-hmm. great. But the main thing is if you can own that and you can put that out there in such a genuine way mm-hmm. where it's you and, and not like me, not, not like a chat, you know what I mean? Not, not like Howie, not like a Simon, you know, it's, it's yourself. Oh my gosh. Isn't that powerful? It is. You talk about Robin Williams and you talk about like the focus on mental health, which mm-hmm. I feel like has been brought to the forefront recently, which is amazing that people are starting to talk about it and erase the stigma but my dad is a prime example of that too who is a comedian his job is to smile to make people laugh he's supposed to be funny all the time and he talks about this a lot where he suffers from extreme OCD so growing up with him I would see he would go out he would perform he's laughing and everything he'd come home and he'd be suffering like Mm. he was so close to being like that Howard Hughes movie where he would like lock himself in the bathroom, not touch anything, go crazy. I mean, now he's, he talks about it a lot. Actually, the first time he ever talked about it and announced it was on Howard Stern. And it just like came out of him when they were trying to get him to shake someone's hand. He probably felt great after it came out. No, at first, because there was such a stigma, he's like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I just um, ruined my career. Yeah. I just ruined my family. He ta- He's talked about this before, and he was, like, devastated that he came out and said it until he started seeing how it helped people, and people came up to him and was like, me too. Me too. I have felt that too. I'm so glad you said that. And, like, since then, he has talked about it. He's been the poster child for mm-hmm. mental health and erasing the stigma. He's gotten help um, recently, and he goes and and seeks therapy and he's a lot better but he constantly deals with it but that's the same thing that you've been talking about is on the outside it's like a funny happy-go-lucky comedian that seems like he doesn't have a care in the world and on the inside because of mental health issues he's struggling and I feel like that's more common than than we even know for a lot of people for people that you see on the internet on YouTube for people that are walking down the street for maybe even a family member and a friend Mm -hmm. It's very common. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And the fact that somebody can be vulnerable about that. Yeah. It's rare. Yeah. You know, especially the influence. And with you just saying about, like, personally, myself, I, I had no idea your father went through that. Yes. You know? And and seeing with him opening up about that when you said the Howard Stern. He didn't open up about it. Okay. He was, like, brought to – I should ask him again so I get okay. the story no, no, straight. Okay, yeah. But, like, <laughs> but I think what happened was they were trying to force him to touch a door handle when he was oh, yeah. leaving the room because yeah. he was going to, like, open it with his shirt or something like that. And he was saying, no, I can't, no, I can't, no, I can't. And you're like, why? What's wrong? Why? What's wrong? Yes, you can. And trying to force him to do it on the air. And he just came out and yelled, like, I have OCD. Mm. And so, and then after that, he realized, like, oh, my gosh, I just said that on the air. Okay. Yeah. So I think it was something like that. I mean, I should go ask him after this. <laughs> He's in the next room. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go ask him. But I think that's the way it happened. But, like, thank goodness because it brought – forth like erasing the stigma and being able to talk about it and being open and being able to go get help and knowing that you're not alone which then again brings me back to instagram realizing you're not alone like it's not all perfection and happy and smiles all the time you're not alone in this world regardless of what you're going through whether it be mental health issues mm. whether it be struggling as a mom and feeling like you're drowning or struggling in success and business and not knowing what direction you're going there's other people going through the same thing we just don't all put it out there right yeah absolutely and for the uh for the people that do put it out there mm -hmm. again it's inspiring for the people that they're not necessarily they might not be courageous enough or they might be a little introverted or shy where if they get in front of the camera or even put out a tweet or something, it's tough for them. Yeah. You know, so having people like that to, to actually showcase, not necessarily their highlight reel, but the behind the scenes. Right. Like that's so rare in today's world. And we need it more now than ever. Mm -hmm. When you see the news, the news isn't something always to, to look forward to. You mm -hmm. know, they don't necessarily highlight the, the giving backstory or somebody giving to charity or, I mean, I look at a prime example of the Amazon. That thing was going on for weeks, but they didn't highlight that. Yeah. Like fires. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it breaks my heart. You know, like with global warming, that's another thing. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, he's really big into that. And I just find it absolutely incredible when people, they, they stand by, whether it's a cause or something in their life that it's, it's had such an impact on them and they can be vulnerable about that. Because mm -hmm. that's, I'd say vulnerability is probably one of the rarest things to have nowadays. I think that's up, yeah. probably one of the great things about social media too is because mm -hmm. where did you see all the posts or all the coverage on the Amazon? That's it true. wasn't on the news, right? Yeah. On the television. Like mm -hmm. they didn't cover it that often. I saw like post after post after post from people that were passionate about it and posting and then I realized what was going on. So that's one of the – I mean there's a downfall and – a positive and a plus to yeah. social media nowadays. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you have people that created like donation links as yeah. well. Yeah. I swear some of them links, I mean, they got like over millions of dollars. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, that's, that's powerful. Yeah. Right? Um, and then same with like if somebody needs help in, in any kind of way. Like I love seeing stories, for example, like if somebody has like cancer or something, mm -hmm. right? And, and they need like 100,000 or 250,000 and it's beautiful to see a community 
meaning us as people come together and uh, just contribute to that person because mm -hmm. it impacts them, it impacts their family. Most importantly, it saves lives. Right. And that's the most powerful thing. But uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's transition a little bit into kind of just family. So of course, yeah. you being a mother, kind mm -hmm. of you know, I have some mothers that of course listen to the show. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they have a hard time with balance. Yeah. In their life. Yeah. And when it comes to, again, focusing on sometimes, obviously, and I'm sure you can attest this, when you have kids, maybe the husband feels as if, oh, I don't have any attention anymore, right? Sometimes a balance can be the same with work. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's just going out, hanging with the family, like mom and dad or something. Mm -hmm. So how would you uh, say your balance is in your everyday life? And then how would you recommend moms that are listening and viewing this that they have a better balance in their lives. Oh, I'm not the person to recommend anything. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have zero balance in my uh, life and I constantly feel like I am struggling, which is probably not what you want to hear, but it's the honest truth. I, like I some days I feel like super mom. Those days are far and few in between. And then other days I feel like uh, I didn't really meet my own expectations of a mother, which is really funny because as an educator, before I had kids, I found myself judging a lot mm. of the parents. And now looking back, I'm like, that was so, I feel like I'd be an even better teacher today, wow. knowing what I know now as a parent and help parents rather than be so judgmental. Like, why do you keep bringing your kid into school late? Like, get it together. Wake up on time. And my kid now is fighting with me every morning to get dressed and crying and not wanting to go to school. And I'm 10 minutes late every day, you know? So I think I struggle with balance, not necessarily with my husband. My husband has been so supportive. He helps me with the kids. I have He's home a lot. He watches the kids. He picks them up. He drops them off at school a lot of the times whenever I ask him to. So, and he doesn't mind not having like okay. alone time together or date night. I'm more the person that wants a date night every so okay. often. Um, but yeah, I think my biggest advice is not to be hard on yourself. Mm. Not how to find a better balance necessarily. But, like, not to beat yourself up about not having a balance. Does yeah. that make sense? That like, be sense. okay with where you are in life. Mm. And it's constantly going to change. Because I'll tell you, a year ago, it was a lot harder than it is today with my kids a little bit older. And so it, my life is constantly shifting and changing. I'm able to sit with you and do this podcast today, whereas a year ago... I wouldn't have been able to because my kids would have been home and I didn't have help watching them. So, I mean, just don't be hard on yourself. Go with the flow. Do whatever works for you. And don't feel like you have to change anything right. if, if you don't want to. Mm. I mean, it's a different story if you feel like something needs to change. But, like, right. just don't be hard on yourself. Okay. Yeah. And, and I like what you said because another, another phrase is, like, there's, there's seasons to life. Yeah. Again, like with your kid, one of them, just whether they're just being born, whether they're 5, 10, 15, I mean, they're going through different stages. Mm -hmm. So, of course, if you have like a newborn, I don't think they're going to be playing soccer or right. football and have to go to practice. Right. Compared to being like 10, 15 years old. Mm 
-hmm. So it's like you've got to adjust to that. And I was, I was curious your thoughts on that because I, I did an interview, what was it, I think a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. and uh, it, was, it was with a, oh, I, forget, I forget who it was, but it was, with, it was with this one guy, and he said that balance doesn't even exist in his life either. So yeah. I wanted to hear the female perspective on that and see what you had to say. I think is, it's very hard to find balance regardless of who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Like everyone is always trying to figure out how to find balance in their life. That's one of the hardest things to do. That's always a struggle, at least for the people that I talk to. I, I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, again, being out here in Los Angeles, like it's hard to balance. Yeah. Because you're always on the go. Right. You know, like the podcast, I do what the guest prefers. Right. They want me to bring them a certain kind of water. If they want me to bring them some sushi platter, like, I'll do it. Really? <laughs> I know you asked me. You're like, do you want me to yeah. bring any food or drinks? I'm like, no, I'm cool. <laughs> Thanks. Literally. No, yeah. I, I had one guy. He's like, hey, bring me this. Uh, it was like the special kind of water. And I'm thinking, man, I've never heard of this water. What water was it? Oh, it was some kind of coconut crystal light water. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I had to go to, like, the special store to get it. And uh, I I didn't know where to go, so I yeah. asked I asked the one uh, worker. I'm like, man, because I looked it up on Google. I said, yeah. do you know where this water's at? He's like, oh yeah, come on, brother. He's a good old brother. He's yeah. like, come on, brother. So let's walk over, and he uh, he found it for me, and then I got it and gave it to the guy. But I don't know. I just like to go as much as I can to to make the guests feel at home. You know. I think that's weird that he asked you for that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I was just going with the flow, Jack. <laughs> you know? That's weird. <laughs> Like he has a rider. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm telling you. But again, you know, balance, it's it's different for everybody. But yeah. I, I agree to with what you were saying. Yeah. Just because it's, you know, within everybody's life. It, you know, you, you don't have my life. I don't have your life. And we don't have your life. Right. Right? You have your own life. And that's the main thing at the end of the day. But you want to think about also, is balance the same for everyone? Maybe some people don't put as much value on certain aspects of their life so they're not focused on creating a balance for mm. that you know what I'm saying oh, like absolutely my husband and I this this may be crazy we don't necessarily have a need or a want to go have a weekend away from the kid like yes maybe a dinner or something <laughs> but like I don't think I want to go have a weekend away. <laughs> Is that bad to say? No, 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 no. It's probably horrible to say, but like, <laughs> we're both in agreement that we really like being home. Like, yes, we want some alone time sometimes, but like our ideal night is ordering in food, sitting with a glass of wine and watching a movie on Netflix. So like, I don't put that much effort into making us do something that we both don't have like a huge desire to do. That's deep. Because not everybody wants to travel. Right. That's what society thinks. Right. No, you know? you're right. So, like, is it worth putting effort into making that balance, even if you don't want it? <laughs> that is deep. Because if, you, if, if, if you're just traveling to, to just travel, I mean, you could be spending that money on the kids. Right. Or something. Because, I mean, with what you said, it's simple, but you love it. I, we love it. That's our favorite thing to do. I would rather get put on a pair of sweats <laughs> and sit with a glass of wine. I sit with like three glasses of wine. Uh, I don't know. And just like watch. <laughs> I saw Breaking Bad, the movie, is 
out or coming mm -hmm. back. I yeah. really want to watch that. That's like my ideal date night with my husband, and he would agree to. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord. No, 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 no. He is the lucky one. He's the lucky one. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm the lucky No. Yeah, no, he is the lucky one. You're right. Hold on, sorry. Yes, he's lucky. He's lucky. Yeah, he's lucky. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you just got really confused. No, no, you're good. I guess we're both lucky. <laughs> Let's, uh, real quick, you know, I'm curious. What is one, you said you don't read too much, right? No, I don't read at all. I read storybooks. Okay. Like, I read a lot of um, picture books. I wrote a book. Really? I wrote a kid's book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I read that sometimes. We'll promote it. Is that on Amazon? It's on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. We'll put that in the link. I <laughs> <Okay>. got you. <laughs> so, what's one, normally I say book, but even movie, uh -huh. for example, <laughs> that has uh, impacted you tremendously? Like, whether it's left some kind of, you know, like you watch it, you're like, Wow, like I want to conquer the world. I want to do incredible and amazing things. What's one book or movie that has just left such a big, big impact on your life? Crap, this is like the hardest question. Or a couple movies. We'll the books, that. the books and stuff that I like are like the crazy mystery murder books. Hey, that's fine too. What's the one with the Girl, Susie Salmon is her name. Oh, yes. I've heard of that. And it ca they came out with a movie, too. And it's about oh, the God. little girl that was, like, tragically murdered. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like those. So I don't know if that necessarily impacted my life, except for the fact, like, I'm really overprotective of my kids now. But oh, sure, <laughs> I right. can't think of a movie <laughs> or a book that, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you've, you've watched a lot of movies, so I'm sure there's been a lot. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> okay. I like, yeah, that's great. I don't know. Yeah. I remember loving Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, but I can't remember why I loved it so much. Mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this is a hard question. I should have thought, you should have sent me this question beforehand. I should have? So okay. I could have thought of that. Yeah, I'll prepare next time. Okay. <laughs> um, Frozen. Frozen's okay. a good one. Yeah. Love your sister. I don't know. <laughs> mm, no, absolutely. No, there's, I mean, one movie that sticks, because I have so many movies that uh -huh. I love. Rocky. Oh. You know, like Sylvester Stallone. That's one movie that stands out to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a big Harry Potter nut, too, to be honest. See, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just not a Harry Potter person, and I'm not a Rocky person. I've never seen Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, or I've never yeah. seen, like, those epic movies, so I'm not really the person to ask. Okay. I don't like, what's that one that everyone likes? Is it The Godfather? I've yeah. I've never seen that. You've never seen The Godfather? No. See, I don't even like it. <laughs> I'm going to get so much hate for this. I'm going to get so much hate, uh, but I don't sure like to, it. Yeah, we'll block the comments. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you seen Great Gatsby? No, but I read it. Okay. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I figured maybe Great Gatsby, just kind of the vibe. I don't know. I really like um, all those, like, Horrible reality television, like Bravo, Real Housewives oh, yeah. shows. Mm. That's my guilty pleasure. So I don't know if those are <laughs> teaching me anything. Like, I don't know yeah. if I, I'm getting like a life lesson from them, mm. but it's giving me a lot of joy and pleasure just watching them. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, you can learn in anything you watch. You yeah. Because there's probably some takeaways in there. Yeah. That you have that most people won't even look at. Maybe. 
Maybe. Or maybe it's just for entertainment. I think it's just for entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you seen it? A Real Housewives? Uh, no. No? no? Okay, you watch that and see if you take away any okay. big life lessons <laughs> from that. <laughs> I'll have to look. I wonder if they got any episodes on YouTube or something. Uh, they for sure do. Okay. I watched um, A Real Housewives of Orange County last night, and they were pretty much just rolling on the floor at a restaurant and, like, really? yeah, making out with each other. Like, I didn't really learn anything. There wasn't any big life lesson that I learned from that episode. So you said they were rolling on the floor at a restaurant. Uh-huh, and then they, like, then they two friends started making out with each other. Then one of them was, like, crying and getting mad at another one and, like, I don't know. Mm. I didn't learn anything. Yeah. That's my point. To be honest, I just learned something right there from what you just said. What? <laughs> Them rolling on the floor to me. Uh-huh. That's like, doesn't matter what other people think. Go roll on the floor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's just my little. There was a lesson in there. Okay. Yeah. So one of the characters' name go. is Shannon Bedore. Okay. And she was saying she recently just got a divorce. And she said mm-hmm. her birthday hasn't been good for so many years. Because of the relationship she was in, that she didn't even want to have a birthday, and her friends made her have a birthday, and she had the best time ever. So thank you for making me put myself out there and try again, and realizing I can have fun at fifty years old. So I guess if you want to dig deep, you can find some lessons even in the Real Housewives. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. Even if there's, I mean, if you want to find a lesson in a table, you, you know what I look at because people are like, man, they, how can you make a uh, a, a success principle out of everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if we look at this table mm-hmm. and you look at the specs and the designs, I look at the person who created this table. Yeah. It took them a lot of work and a lot of effort to even think about something like that. And I, and I know it sounds as cliche and basic as it is, but I'm just saying, there's a lesson in everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I dare you right now. You did this to yourself. I dare you right now to okay. give me the lesson of this table. The lesson of the yeah. table? Let me make sure I don't have to pick up my daughter. Yeah, you're no, good. I'm good. You got some time? Yeah. Okay. I have enough time for a lesson of lesson that this table is giving you right now. Okay. So so the lesson that this table <laughs> yeah. gives me right now mm-hmm. is I realize that there's probably been tons of people in this room, mm-hmm. whether it's been interviews, whether it's been shows or anything. And the fact that this table has been in here mm-hmm. and we're able to put a podcast mic on this mm-hmm. and actually use this table to our advantage to actually have it where we can record and not be on the floor sitting like some monks, mm-hmm. okay? That's powerful. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. Being able to, and I don't know if that's kind of what you were. What I wasn't did. thinking anything. So okay. you just brought something to the forefront that I didn't even see. Because yeah. it's yeah. like not everybody has a table. You're deep. I try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try, you feel me? But uh, yeah, you know, I want to be obviously respectful of your, your time, Jacqueline. So. Um, typically, yeah. always on the show, I have the guests uh-huh. give us one takeaway that they can not just hear, mm-hmm. but that they can go out and apply into their life so they can an action step. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to mind, what is one action step that you could give to the audience, the viewers, and the listeners? It doesn't have to be like, Five, ten, it could be something simple, like a word, it could be a sentence, a paragraph, whatever comes to your mind. It's one thing you would leave to life, that you would like to leave the audience with today. Just do it. Mm. Nike's slogan. My dad's slogan that he uses all the time. I feel like people always come up with reasons or excuses why they can't do something or why it's not the right time. I mean, 
you said it before we even started this podcast about like how you were debating whether or not you should start before you got some of your equipment and stuff. And then you just decided to go for it. And because you decided to go for it at the time you did, you gained listeners. You got the people that you wanted to be on your podcast. You have a podcast now and you are finding success. I feel like a lot of people are their own worst enemy when they think about all the reasons why not to do something. Mm -hmm. There's never a reason not to do something. Ever. Ever. Mm -hmm. If you want to do it and you envision yourself doing it, do it. Like even if you... I had that YouTube channel when I had my son Axel my second my second child and he was up all night long didn't sleep at all then my daughter was up all day so I was running on zero sleep and I still found a way because it was important to me to have that YouTube channel to upload a video every day regardless of whether or not it was great content or it was just a video of me crying or if it was just a video of me saying I can't put up another video tomorrow I'm sorry I need to figure out a time to sleep like that YouTube channel was important to me because it was something I had outside the kids so I made it happen regardless of what the situations were around me and you can always do that you can always figure out a way to make something happen if it's important enough to you wow drop the mic <laughs> Look at that. You made me seem so much more knowledgeable than I am. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you're just lying to yourself on that one. <laughs> no, that was, that was an incredible, absolutely incredible. Just do it, of just course. Do it. And where can, where can the audience, the viewers, and the listeners find you on your social media channels? Most of my social media is under Jacqueline Schultz, which I have a really weird spelling of my name that my parents gave me because I'm named after a Jack. So it's J-A-C-K-E-L-Y-N. But it's under Jacqueline Schultz on my Instagram, on my Twitter. The only one that's not under Jacqueline Schultz is my YouTube, is Life with Jackie. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, everything, all other channels. You could come hang out on Twitter and see what we end up posting yeah. on my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We still gotta think. I'm still thinking about that. Shoot, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not letting you get away with it. You right. have to figure out what I'm posting on my Twitter. But yeah, everything is just at Jacqueline Schultz. Okay, yeah. perfect. And then I will attach all of that, as always, in the description below. Okay, and as always, Jacqueline, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for making the time be on the roots of success thank you for making me think deep <laughs> thanks for listening to the roots of success hey, podcast guys, don't forget to leave a five-star review i really appreciate that as well as a like and a subscribe stay connected between shows by following me on instagram at nate the great and remember guys success starts here keep winning nate the great signing off